Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. Today's program is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. Today we're going to take the whole half hour and ask Pastor Brock to talk to us about liberal denominations in the church and why should people be afraid of this and if they are experiencing this, what are the reasons that they need to leave something like this? Mm -hmm. So I guess to start off with Pastor Brock, first of all, what do you consider to be the more liberal denominations? The most liberal denomination is the United Church of Christ or the Congregational Church. It used to be a wonderful church. People like Jonathan Edwards, great revivalist preachers in the 1700s, was congregational. It has become almost like Unitarian light. It's that liberal now. You can deny that. What changed it? Uh, what changed it is slowly in the uh, 1900s earlier uh, people stopped believing the authority of Scripture and that's what has is wrecked all these churches we're going to talk about so the United Church of Christ is very liberal the Episcopal Church in America is very liberal the Presbyterian Church USA is very liberal the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America which we know the most about because we left it is quite liberal and then even the Disciples of Christ have become pretty liberal these are churches that historically have been good Christian churches that in recent years have gone if I may be blunt bonkers because they've been become so heretical was it the fault of the leadership of these churches? Partly, yep. And let me give you an example. Uh, years ago, I was in England, and the uh, Episcopal Church, which is the Church of England in America, is hyper-liberal. It's more conservative. It's very conservative in Africa, but in, in, in London. And so I'm at, I'm at York Minster Cathedral in York, England. And this church was built like in the 1200s. Beautiful, huge, historic building the heretical bishop gets up in the pulpit preaches against the deity of Christ and the virgin birth within three days the thing was hit by lightning one of its wings burned and was destroyed and even the secular press made the connection and my point is this this is what liberal teaching will do it'll destroy the church and these churches that we just talked about have just shrunk in the last 20 30 years so that is why we're doing this show Okay, you showed that picture. Was that a God thing that that church I was think destroyed? It was, because other people would say it was an act of... I, I know, accident. But you know what was really frustrating? That his name was Bishop Jenkins. He was a, a pretty heretical bishop. He preaches heresy. Three days later, he hit by lightning. This was now years later. They've mended the church. I go into the bookstore of the, of the cathedral. They're still selling books by Bishop Jenkins. I'm thinking, did they not get the point? <laughs> so we need, to, we need to do this show to, to encourage people to take their money, time and talents, and leave these liberal churches for better. You know, we're going to find out at the end, all these denominations have better alternatives that are still Lutheran or Presbyterian or congregational. 
Okay, so you named some of the liberal mm -hmm. denominations, mm -hmm. are we, but you're calling this sermon 11 reasons to leave a liberal denomination. Yes, yes. So we're going to go through all of those reasons yep. one at a time, but I guess some people say that you should stay and fight mm -hmm. when you're in one of these denominations yep. and not leave. What right. would be and your response to people? Jackie, you that? and I did that. We stayed, uh, the, uh, the congregation that you grew up in and that I served for 29 years was part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and we fought at these conventions. And why is the bishop's office promoting homosexuality? But why? Tom, you have yeah. to go back further though because yeah. we were LCA yeah. before we were before ELCA. Emerged, that was 1988. And there was a merger that put us with that yeah. body. But you know the ALC w with whom they merged and formed the ELCA was liberal too. So here's, here's the deal Jackie. I think, I think once upon a time you could make a case you know we want to stay and fight and defend the faith and try to turn this ship around. Now that in 2009, a number of years ago, the ELCA and then some of these other churches even before that, when they bit the bullet and decide we're going to ordain practicing and penitent homosexuals, we're going to pay for abortions, etc. I'm sorry, that ship has passed. This thing ain't turning around. And I think it's time for everybody that believes in Christ and wants to honor God with your money, time, and talents there's no sign that the ELCA, the Presbyterians, are turning around on this. Time to leave those denominations for a better alternative. And you can still stay a Presbyterian, but go to the Presbyterian Church in America instead of PCUSA. Okay. Okay, you entitled this the 11 reasons to leave yeah. a liberal denomination. You've kind of given mm -hmm. our viewing audience a list of who some of these denominations are. Let's start with okay. the reasons, and why don't we just go through each yep. one of them. What's the first reason we should? Reason number one is because some of these denominations pay for abortions for any reason with offering dollars. Jackie, way back in 1997 when I was an ELCA Lutheran and discovered that the policy of the church was when you put money into the plate, that pays your pastor's health care, they will pay for abortion for any reason. I knew they were liberal, but that one threw me. And so I wrote 11,000 letters to churches all over the country saying, we need to stop this. I got a letter from an ELCA mother who said she was so happy the ELCA was there to pay for her 16-year-old daughter's abortion. And I'm thinking, are offering dollars at work in the ELCA. We went to the National Convention way back in 1997 trying to change that policy. We lost two to one. So if you go to an ELCA Lutheran Church, if you go to the United Church of Christ, I think it's also true of the Episcopal Church, when you put money in the plate, that can go to pay to abort a baby for any reason, no questions asked. That is sick. All right, so what's the second reason? Then? Second reason, this is new. The ELCA Lutherans have started to ordain um, transsexual pastors now. You can have a man who, lo who dresses like a woman now be your pastor. But get this, Jackie, this is the second reason. The ELCA health care plan has recently decided they will pay for sex change operations in the church's health care program. So if your pastor is a man and wants to become a woman, we'll pay to castrate him and get with offering dollars. Is this bizarre? <laughs> How did we get to this point? Uh, it's huh? called crazy. It's when you think you're smarter than the Word of God, 
things go bonkers, and that's what we've got. The Bible says God created us male and female. It never says he created a male who's really a woman. That's craziness. And yet people justify that, saying that it was God's will? Uh, the, the, if they're going to ordain, and they do now, transsexuals in the ELCA, yes, they're justifying it. This is, the way who God, this is the way God made them to be. Find that in the Bible, but that's what people say. Okay, what's the next reason? The third reason. These churches that I just mentioned often have a hard time calling God he because that's sexist. And so in uh, a lot of ELCA materials, you will not very often hear about God the Father. And even the he has been taken out. For instance, the ELCA has a red hymnal, a new red hymnal, new a few years ago. They got rid of all the masculine pronouns for God in the book of Psalms. So instead of God, he does this, he does that. God, you do this, you do that. Got rid of all that. Um, the ELCA's national magazine, the Lutheran, has an editorial policy, I think, where they get rid of the masculine pronouns for God, most of them. So when you get to the point where you have a hard time calling God Father, something is wrong. Okay, I also think I read something not too long ago about the word mankind. Humankind, Jackie. It has that it people were fighting to change it yeah. because it included strictly men and not women, yeah. Yeah, so that they wanted it changed. Yeah. And people are rewriting the Bible to get rid of. Um, I mean, for instance, Jackie, I went to a church, and if anyone, according to the Bible verse from where is it, Ephesians? No, Second Corinthians, I think. If Second Corinthians five, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That's what it says. They changed it to get rid of that sexist. If, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. I'm sitting there thinking, where? You know, they, they actually changed scripture to get rid of stuff like this. I think we, they wouldn't do that to Shakespeare. Let's not do that to the Bible. You know, it's funny you don't stop to think that the word there can make such a difference in what was originally mm -hmm. there when it said he yeah, before. Yeah, let's stick with the text as written. That's okay. right. Next reason? The next reason, this is where it gets about as bonkers as you're going to get. The ELCA Lutherans, and again, these other churches too. I, I, I walked into a United Church of Christ service a couple years ago, and the woman got up to lead. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Our mother and father who art in heaven. What gall to correct Jesus Christ in his Lord's Prayer. Does that show arrogance, Jackie? All right, so here's the, the next reason. The Evangelical Lutheran Church in America allows for the worship of the goddess and pagan deities like Asherah. Asherah was the Old Testament wife of Baal, neither of whom the Jews were supposed to worship. But there's a church in California, it's a Lutheran ELCA church called Her Church. And if you think I'm making this up, go to herchurch.org and look at it. It's a Lutheran church. They worship the goddess because they're feminists. Uh, they pretty much get rid of God the Father. And this pastor, Stacy, the feminist pastor of this ELCA Lutheran church, took her women on a retreat, gave them each a ball of clay so they could make their own Asherah statue so they could worship the forbidden divine feminine. Why do they want to get rid of the feminine element? The, of, of the masculine element? Is that what you mean? Well, I mean, why separate men from women? Mm -hmm. There's a different element to both of mm -hmm. them and they kind of want to just bring it all together. Well, I, I think they think that the church is oppressive. I guess Jesus is oppressive when he tells us to, to call God Father. And Jackie, when people have 
complained to the bishop out in California about this, this woman and her church, the bishop defends her church. So they won't discipline it. And I saw this just uh, recently, Jackie. It's not just, there is a pastor in, an ELCA Lutheran pastor in Manhattan, New York. She preached on Christ the King Sunday. She preached a sermon called The Queering of Christ the King. Let me just, uh, this pastor in, uh, uh, people become upset at the image of Christ uh, having AIDS or of Christ as a woman on the cross, some kind, sometimes called Krista. Feminists now have a female Jesus on the cross sometimes, and they call it Krista. I would like to say, says this Lutheran pastor, such images are faithful representation of today's gospel and on and on. And then she talks about drag queens and how uh, drag artists work to shake things up and so did Jesus. I mean, the, whole, the sermon was very pro-gay, pro-drag queen, and pro-female representations of Jesus. And, you know, this kind of, it's, this really kind of started way back in 1993. 2,000 feminists from all over the world came to Minneapolis for the Reimagining God Conference where they basically said we need to get rid of this patriarchal, sexist, Father, Son, Holy Spirit talk, which Jesus gave us in his last words on earth in Matthew 28. And uh, we need to get rid of that and start worshiping the goddess Sophia. And so we're, we're reinventing how to worship God. And you get this. This is what you get. Who came up with the notion that of making Christ feminine on the cross? I mean... Uh, these would have been feminist theologians who think that that we have, uh, that Christianity is patriarchal, we need to overthrow those images. But the scriptures Are have clear. been in existence for how long that said? This is the arrogance of it. They know better than the scriptures. They have a deeper insight and enlightenment than all the Christians who have come before us. They're enlightened. That's what's going on. It's pride. Okay, we've gotten through a few reasons, <laughs> but Number there's five. more. Yep. Number five, um, universalism. Now, Jackie, it j used to be that just the Unitarians were universalists, meaning... Define universalism. Yeah, universalism teaches everybody goes to heaven. All paths lead to God. Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, take your pick. Everybody goes to heaven. There's no hell. That used to be just the Unitarians that taught that. Now, it's taught in some of our Lutheran, uh, United Church of Christ, definitely, uh, Episcopal and Presbyterian seminaries, that uh, Jesus is nice. He's our way to God, but there's other ways. How did universalism get into these well-grounded yeah. denominations? Again, uh, with Lutheranism, in the early in the 1920s, 30s, some of our clergy went over to to Germany to study theology, and that's where liberal theology kind of got the birth. Was in Germany. They brought it back. We started doubting the authority of Scripture and started becoming enlightened, and that's how this came. It's kind of scary to it's think awful. that it's all happened in such a short period mm -hmm. of time yeah. to do away with all that was created. Well, you know what I think of Jackie? From the start of creation. You, you know the song from Oklahoma? I'm just a girl who can't say no. The church has become a girl that can't say no to anything. Whatever goes through the culture, transsexualism, we'll jump on that bandwagon. And, and now the church is not the church anymore. Okay, what's the next reason? All right. Um, a number, the number of missionaries has gone way down. The ELCA was formed, Lutherans was formed in 1988. The number of missionaries that they have today is way less than it was in 1988. 
Can you guess why? If universalism is true, if everybody's going to heaven, let's bring the missionaries home. Yep, you don't need them. No, you don't. Um, and you know, I'll tell you, Jackie, I, I see the prayers of the, of the day that the ELCA prays every Sunday. Every Sunday, there's a prayer for the environment. Uh, one, one Sunday, they prayed for sea turtles and manatees. And they're always praying for waterways and, and the animals and help us protect the earth. I have not seen yet, and I've been looking at them for about three years, Every Sunday there's a prayer for animals and the environment. I've yet to see one prayer that goes like this. Lord, please bring lost human beings who don't know Christ to salvation. I haven't heard one prayer like that, but they'll pray for the environment. That's universalism. And pray for the animals that are dying. Yes. But not for people no. whose souls are well, dead. And I'm not, I'm not saying everybody in these, in these liberal denominations are universalists. Many of them aren't. But whoever's writing those prayers I wonder if they're not, because you never hear about the lost and, and praying for their souls. Where did universal, universalism come from then? Is you know, it, it's, it, you know, I think, again, the Unitarian Church is, has always been liberal. And I think we just started adopting some of their beliefs because, again, we've become more enlightened than the scriptures. It's okay. pride. Next. What, what number are we at? We're on number seven. Um, some, and this is kind of new. Some preachers today in these denominations deny what's called the substitutionary atonement of Christ, which means Jesus died in my place to take God's punishment for my sin so God could be holy and just and punish sin, but also forgive my sin by, by having Jesus bear the penalty so I could be forgiven. That's called the substitutionary atonement. It's found in uh, Romans 3, various places. Well, there are some enlightened people who believe that that's divine child abuse. For God the Father to punish the Son, that would be divine child abuse. So they've thrown that one away. Jackie, I don't think you can be a Christian if you deny that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. I think that's, that's way too central. So there's another one. And they call it child abuse. Divine child. God the Father would be guilty of child abuse if he punished Jesus for our sins. Wow. Wow is right. Next one. Next. The, these churches that I mentioned have started now to ordain practicing homosexuals. So you can, uh, there are a number of churches here in the Twin Cities, uh, UCC, uh, ELC, Lutherans, where uh, Pastor John has a husband, Tony. The ELCA has its first homosexual bishop in California who drove in the gay pride parade in California. He's got a husband. Um, and get this, Jackie, last summer, the ELCA had its National Youth Assembly. So they're sending thousands of teenagers to Detroit. What does one of the bishops do? The second bishop came out of the closet and declared his homosexuality. Where? In front of the youth at, at part of the National Youth Assembly. This guy is like in his 60s. He's, he's going to stay married to his wife, but he was encouraging the children to, boo, to be who, who they are. I mean, Jackie, would you, again, I've said it a hundred times, this ain't our grandma's Lutheran church. To think you'd send your kids to their youth convention and have them evangelized by a homosexual bishop trying to get them to be open to homosexuality. If your child went to one of those conventions and came home and told their parent what they had been told, mm -hmm. what would be a parent's response? I hope they would go to the pastor and say, can we leave this denomination? That's, what, that's the point of this show. Jackie. Okay, then let's go on to the next, <laughs> next reason. 
Uh, this is a new, uh, more new development. The ELCA and some of these other churches now ordain transsexual pastors, transgender pastors. So you can have a, uh, in fact, I went to a United Church of Christ service years ago, and here's a, uh, it's a woman, but she's taking steroids. I don't know what you take. She had a beard, and I, she had a female wife. She was a woman who had a beard and was now acting like a man. That was the pastor at a downtown congregational church here in the Twin Cities. Brave New World, Jackie. What's the next one, Tom? Next one is basic Christian teachings are being denied by many of these professors in our seminaries training the young pastors. For instance, the virgin birth of Christ, that Jesus was born of a virgin, is taught in the Bible. You're supposed to adhere to the Bible to be a Lutheran pastor. Many of our professors at our Lutheran seminaries don't believe Jesus was born of a virgin. That's a myth, according to some of them. You know, it's sad when you think that people who have raised their children in the faith and want to send them on to a college are facing decisions when they find out what these colleges oh, are actually I teaching. would send nobody to Gustavus Adolphus, uh, St. Olaf, Concordia Moorhead, Augsburg, these ELCA Lutheran colleges, I think they're, they're more liberal, way more liberal than the general population. Okay. I could, we could do a whole show on the drag queen day that they have at uh, Luther College in Decorah. Okay, I think we're getting close. All right, the, the, the last one is that these denominations regularly advocate for liberal political causes but don't do a thing for the unborn. So if you go to ELCA.org and you hit their news releases, they're ever proclaiming their great concern for the environment, for immigration reform, for more liberal political causes. Good luck on them saying one word about protecting unborn children. Why? Because they're killing unborn children in the ELCA health care plan. So of course they're not going to talk about it. That's how evil it's become, Jackie. When did the church lose sight of being Christ-centered and turn political? You know, I think, you know, even in the 60s, some of this had started, but it really started taking over, I think, in the 80s and 90s and today. So it's, it's, it's probably the last 30 years. So are there any alternatives yes. to these denominations right. that we should be telling people Let, about? Let's say you're watching this show and you go to an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America denom uh, congregation. It's not evangelical. I don't know that it's Lutheran. I'm not sure it's a church, but they're in America, one out of four, and we call it the ELCA. I call it the Extremely Liberal Church in America. And, and so if, if you're giving your money, time, and talents, time for you to leave. And I get people, but Pastor Brock, it's been my church since for 50 years, and I helped build this church. I know, but sorry, your first commitment is to Christ. Your second commitment is to a congregation. So Jackie and, and everybody, where am I here? Uh, the, uh, if you're an ELCA Lutheran, you join the Missouri Synod or the Association of Free Lutheran Congregations or the uh, uh, Lutheran Church and Missions for Christ or the Word Alone Churches or the Lutheran Brethren or the Association of... You know, the thing is, Jackie, all these other Lutheran denominations are conservative. Sadly, the big, the big one is the liberal one, the ELCA. Same with, with the Presbyterian Church USA. That's a church to get out of. They're very pro-abortion. But instead, the Presbyterian Church in America, 
or the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, very biblical churches. If you're a, a, an Episcopalian and you're fed up with the, it really gets crazy in the Episcopal Church, you're fed up with the crazy uh, heresy, you can join, I think it's called the Orthodox uh, Episcopal Church. So there's good, you just have to do a little research, there's good alternatives to all these church, but, but Jackie, it troubles me that people will stay in these denominations, keep giving them their money, and so that they're feeding the beast, if I can say that. Okay, well, how does a person know if their church is biblical or not? Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the test? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the truth is, in all these liberal denominations, there are still pastors that are more biblically based, uh, and they're staying for who knows why. Uh, so I'm not saying this is true of all the denominations. It's quite true, though, of a lot of the leadership, a lot of the bishops, and a lot of the pastors. So, so it, let's, uh, we've done this before, let's do it again. Jackie, let's say somebody's going to leave one of these churches and go church shopping. Yep. And how do I know if this is a good church? Or how do I know the church I go to now is good? You do this. Let's say you've gone to a church for 50 years. After church, the pastor's shaking hands. Pastor, can I just ask you a few questions? Number one, do you believe Jesus is the only begotten Son of God and that he was born of a virgin? Do you believe in heaven and hell? Do you believe Jesus is the only way to heaven? Pastor, what's your view on premarital sex, abortion, homosexuality. And if you get good, clear answers, that's a good church. If you get, that's a complex issue, you want to find another church. Okay, Pastor, we've just got a few minutes, mm -hmm. a few, a minute and a half that left about. Yeah. Is there any good news in the church today the that we can news, end this program I, with? I was, I was lamenting this with a seminary professor who was more conservative and he also worked in the ELCA and retired but he said to me Tom you gotta look overseas the Christian church is spreading like wildfire in Africa in Asia in China so even though Christianity is not on a good footing in America places that have never been touched by the gospel are receiving Christ so that's the good news Jackie <laughs> so Pastor Brock people be praying for something specific to happen? You know, uh, well, it is happening. These churches that I just talked to you about, another part, thing of good news, they're shrinking. They're dying. The United Church of Christ used to be a big denomination in the 1960s. It's almost gone. And, and uh, when you go into them, there are not many people in a lot of those churches. But Jackie, the good news is the biblical churches in America, these non-denominational Bible churches, they're huge. So that's the good news too. God is honoring those churches that honor his word, and he's shrinking the churches that aren't. We want to thank you for being with us this week. If it wasn't for your devoted following of this show, this program would continue. And we just pray that God would be with each and every person who's in front of their TV and watching this show and be blessed by what we're doing. And we pray that God would bless you during the coming week. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? you may do so at pastorstudy.org or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.